0: Welcome to Rolling Rocks Radio, hosted by Jerry Armantrout and Scott Barker. Welcome to Rolling Rocks Radio, the podcast where we drink whiskey, we talk about jiu-jitsu and mixed martial arts, and anything else that we find entertaining. He is Jerry Armantrout, I am Scott Barker, and welcome for episode number 10.
1: 10. We-
0: Woo! Yeah, good deal. We, uh, we started this a couple months ago. We've had a really good time, and we've really enjoyed doing this, and we're thankful for everybody uh, who's been listening, and uh, we appreciate you. So we got a special bottle tonight for Episode 10. I am a huge fan of Bullet, uh, both the, the bourbon and the rye. But I've never had bullet 10 years. So tonight, we're going to, in in honor of episode number 10, we're going to crack open a bottle of bullet bourbon 10-year bourbon. That is awesome. Ooh, that smells good. I have a, a work colleague who's a, a former Marine, and he swears by this stuff and says it has gotten him in more trouble in his career than anything else he's ever had.
1: So... Being a permanent PFC. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah, I can see that. That's I'm married waking up married to a stripper. That's wrong. That is so good. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, this is waking up married to a stripper with a 30% interest rate on a Dodge charger. (laughs) Just Uh, saying.
0: Uh yeah, they they must sell the stuff by the case out by the front gate. Uh, right by the Dodge dealerships and the Ford Raptor dealers.
1: And the strip clubs.
0: All, see, That's really good.
1: Jeez. You always know when you're near a Marine Corps base, and I think it's also true <laughs> for the Army, because right at the entrance is pawn shops, strip clubs, and liquor bar. They're in, in liquor stores or, you know, however they do it in your state.
0: And barbershops. And barbershops. Barbershop. Yeah, the, the Army bases, all the Army bases that I've been to is pretty much the same, except there's always the um, the, gener- uh, the Generator Joe's or the G.I. Joe's yeah. surplus places out by the back, yeah. back gate where they get all the dermo stuff and sell yeah. it. Uh, anyway, God, that's good. That's, that is awesome. That's really good stuff. All right, so we had a couple fights over the weekend. We had uh, Bellator 243. And it's kind of the same story as the last Bellator card. Um, it was two and a half hours, and they had four fights. Yeah. Um, the The first two were not that great. There was uh, Sabah Hamasi versus uh, Curtis Melinder. That one went to a decision. Not not you know not, not a very exciting fight. The second fight was Miles Jury uh, versus uh, Georgi Kar. Cara Hayen, sorry about that. Um, that one went to a decision as well. Again, it was it was a, it was an okay fight. It just wasn't very exciting. Did
1: Miles Jerry fight in the UFC briefly?
0: Um, yes, he did. Um, he did. I don't remember his record, but yeah, he was in the UFC for a little while. Um, he didn't uh, he didn't have a good run, so he got cut and ended up going to Bellator. The third fight was kind of interesting. It was Matt Mitrione versus Tim Johnson.
1: I was was shocked by this one. I actually, I wanted to watch because I'm a Matt Mitreone fan. I don't know why, but I just like, I I like him. He's a worker. He's a journeyman kind of fighter. He's just that guy who always seems to, even if he doesn't win, you can tell he at least put the time in. He he had a good training camp and a hard camp. He wasn't, his cardio is normally good. His technique is normally good. Sometimes he just gets outclassed.
0: He came across as kind of a heel on the uh, Ultimate Fighter mm. uh, program, and whether that was um, an artifact of editing or he's just kind of got that personality, um, you know, he didn't receive a very warm welcome in the UFC, um, and he ended up in in Bellator, and he's had a mixed uh, mixed record, you know. He, uh, I think he not, you know, he knocked out uh, Fedor. Fedor, that double knockdown, yep, that do- that double knockdown to Fedor, um, and. and I was, I agree. I was a little shocked with this. Tim Johnson came in and on the first tie up, um, there was some controversy on whether they clacked heads or not, but he got a really nice little inside foot sweep trip and it was kind of all over uh, yeah. from from that point on. Uh, he established top position and ended up getting Mitrion against the cage and pounded him out.
1: Yeah. I, I watched the re- I, uh because of storms in our area. I couldn't watch watch it live. And so I watched the replays of it. And to me, it looked like they may have bumped heads. And Mitrion didn't look like uh, he was all there. Like that, it rattled him a little bit. And he just didn't really put up much defense from then on. I don't know if he expected to be separated. I don't know. But once Tim Johnson started hitting him, he, he didn't do anything.
0: Tim Johnson was too active on top mm. for there to be a break. Yeah. So there, there could be a, a situation there where he got a little rattled and his game plan flew out of his head. Mm. And, you know, he – Johnson, you know, had him in, in top control and in and, and north-south. Um, Mitrian was on his side. And then Mitrian managed to make it to the cage and was trying to kind of wall walk up uh, – into standing and Johnson was just blasting him the entire way up and finally the the ref just called it. Um, so that was kind of a shocking um, a shocking finish to that fight. The main card was Michael Chandler versus Benson Henderson. Um, I Good was trilogy, yeah, the trilogy. I was I was excited to see this fight. I like Michael Chandler. I think he's one of the more exciting fighters on. The Bellator roster and Benson Henderson is always a good performer, and it was a it was a round one knockout for Michael Chandler off the left straight. Um, it did not last very long. Uh, he was the Michael Chandler that was the the first he was the first person to stop Ben Henderson in like six years. Yeah, um, Ben Ben had been on a on a heck of a tear, and I think a
1: three fight win streak. Yeah, right? three
0: fight win streak. And Michael Chandler knocked him out in the first round.
1: He, uh, yeah it again with this fight, I figured it would I actually expected it to go three or four rounds. I didn't expect it to be over that quick, and I actually figured it would come down to a submission, not a knockout. I figured they would because both are great grapplers, both are good on the on the mat, both have submission skills, and I figured they would uh, someone would end up shooting because they were going to be be piecing each other up pretty good, and they would either you know. Be one of those where they're in a clinch and you get a takedown, and then I figured it'd be a submission late third round, fourth round, or even go the full five. I did not expect Chandler just to bulldog him and just put Henderson out that quick.
0: And Jerry brought up an interesting discussion or an interesting discussion point before we started the cast tonight. That was Michael Chandler's last fight on his Bellator yep. contract. So the question is now what happens to Michael Chandler? You know, does, he, does he go free agent and try to step up to the UFC, or does Bellator ply him with enough funds to keep him there? For the Bellator organization, I hope they make a strong play to keep him in the roster. Um, I, I want to like Bellator, I watch all their mm-hmm. fights, they have some good talent. Their cards just are not as compelling as the UFC cards,
1: and I can't put my finger on exactly why. Their matchmaking isn't that good. I, I, whoever their matchmaker is, I. They, all right, this is why it's. I, this is my personal opinion. UFC gives us the fights we want to see most of the time, no matter the ranking or who's next in line. A lot of times the UFC will give us the fight we want. Bellator, they play by the ranking. You're not, you know, the guy number 10 is not leapfrogging. Everybody else to get a title shot just because he can talk shit. That's not gonna happen. They're going they predominantly fight by their rankings, by the setup. That's and the matchmaker is very, very legit. Does that make for, for good fights? Yes. Is it compelling as a UFC? No! Because sometimes you want to see these the shit talker at number 15 fight the guy at number 3. Even though you know the kid at, fifth, at rank 15 or 20 is probably going to get hit, you know, knocked out and get taken to school. But you want to see it because of all the shit talk. Bellator, they just say, nope, you're next. This is how it's going to go.
0: Well, the other thing is their their stable of fighters is smaller yeah. than the UFC. Well, they're so... top.
1: They're...
0: Yeah, yeah. They have they're... a
1: lot of. They have a lot of. They have a lot of up and coming talent. Bellator has a lot in the, in five years. I think Bellator will have some some heavy divisions. But right now, the UFC, you have to. Go, you have to fight your way through all these organizations and all these, almost like the minor leagues, to get to the UFC. Bellator sometimes, Scott Coker will take a chance on you. He'll see you at your first amateur fight and say, you know what, you got style, I like you, come on. And they'll work that fighter up.
0: Yeah, And what that leads to is the fights that people really want to see or the fighters that people really want to see because they have to have time between their fights. Those fights with exciting or or large draw fighters are spaced out longer than they are for the UFC. So you see some of the cards like we had two weeks ago where there really wasn't anything compelling on on the card at all. You know, we we got Matt Mitrione this card, and we got you know Michael Chandler and Vincent Henderson this card. We're gonna get um, Roy Nelson there, and we're gonna get Bader yep. versus uh, Fedor's protege. Yeah, um, defending
1: one of his two titles.
0: Yeah, defending one of his two titles. But you know, it's not like the UFC where every card we get Bader or we get Michael Venom Page yeah. or we get right. Th- there are cards where like Jerry said, we're working through, you know, what are the rankings in Bellator? You know, how do the brackets stack up? Okay. And that I think that that answers my question earlier is, you know, why are they not quite as compelling as UFC? And it's just because, you know, they're working through their rankings mm-hmm. in, a, in a, a smaller stable of very
1: popular fighters. Yep. So, so I mean, Bellator has some decent fights. I, yeah. Personally... Bellator, the best Bellator shows that I've seen are when they mix the cage and, and the, the kickboxing. Yes, right. when they go back and forth, that's some of the best ones they've ever done because you you're interested because they keep you keep one fight after another. You don't really you know, and even if even for most you know people who don't know anything about kickboxing, legit just straight up kickboxing, it is. They bring in some glory fighters, and these are some top level guys and those fights are phenomenal and just the spectacle of watching them
0: raise and lower the ring portion of it within the you know within the cage to make that swap because they're swapping between the Bellator mm-hmm. cage and a sanctioned mm-hmm. boxing ring multiple times a night yep. and that's from a technical standpoint that's really cool,
1: yeah. yeah. I think the last one they did they just had two separate ramps. They had the octagon on one side and then the the ring trademark on the other. infringement. It's not the yeah. octagon. Yeah. The cage on one side and then the squared yeah. circle on the other. Yeah. And they would just you would just go down either ramp. So you the fans could just turn either way to watch. And Glory Glory has I mean anybody who's been interested in kickboxing watch glory glory's, glory's great. got some high level guys i mean there's no grappling but if you if all you want to see is striking watch glory yeah. because that's what you get glory is great and if you can if you can find uh, you used to be able to get Lion fight uh line fight is now on fight pass Ah, you have okay. to buy Fight Pass for nine 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 99 a month from the UFC. You used to be able to get it fight. for free on Access. Yeah, now TV. it's... Uh, I do believe UFC now has the rights. Okay. Yeah, I know. You used to be able to Access TV. You still show a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, they're still you know, showing um, King of the Cage reruns. King of,
1: yep. King of the Cage, that, they're on that, and uh, MAP TV. Yeah. Yep. We're just getting off on a tangent. Yeah, we, we, we just went off on a
0: tangent, so... Anyway, so that was Bellator. Um, you know, again, not not that great of a card, but it's fights, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I will continue to support Bellator because yeah. I think their competition with the UFC is good for both organizations.
1: I uh, love. I'm happy that guys have a place to go if they can't stay at the UFC or if they don't want to stay with the UFC. You know, there's still one out. You know, you still got one championship, and they. They've got a couple guys from both Bellator and UFC. You still got Professional Fighter League, PFL, that took this year off because of Corona. But uh, that's where Rory McDonald...
0: Rory McDonald?
1: Yeah, that's where he's going. He left Bellator. He left the UFC to go to Bellator, and now he's leaving Bellator to go to PFL next year. That might be interesting. The Red King... Could be a problem.
0: I think he's gonna be a problem, and I love the PFL, um, the concept that they've yeah. got with the million-dollar sweepstakes mm-hmm. at the end of the year for each of the the weight, weight classes. classes yeah. I think that's brilliant. That that comes back to my I want to see a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, concept. It's still not all in one night, but you know, it's close enough.
1: Yeah. All right. So then, UFC had a. Las Vegas five, I do believe it was. For the most part, it was nothing that I was super excited about. They had a handful of fights. Most of the, pretty much the entire prelim was guys I've never really seen fight. Uh, A Couple of the fights were good. Most of them went to, you know, some of them went to decision. So there were a couple of knockouts. Uh, But Tim Means was was in the, the main event for the prelims, he got a three round decision. It really wasn't all that compelling. Now the main card, um, you had Darius, who I talked about last week, against Scott Holtzman, and Darius come out and just lit Holtzman up from the word go, and then knocked him out with a spinning back fist. Perfect spinning back fist. Um, Then, The only other two fights that were really, to me, all that spectacular or even worth mentioning, Chris Weidman came back. He was four out, you know, he lost four out of five. This was probably his, you know, last hurrah if he didn't win, and he had an an ugly, ugly fight, but he managed to get the decision. He won all three rounds by all three judges. Uh, He controlled the fight, but it was a sloppy, ugly, ugly fight. And then the main event, which I did talk a lot about when I was solo and drinking. (laughs) Sipping separately. Yep. Solo and sloshed. (laughs) Derek Lewis and Alexi Olenek. And I... As far as I remember, I said I picked Olenek to win. I was impressed with Derek Lewis, the black beast. He used basic blue belt jujitsu, and as he said himself I'm the baddest blue belt in Texas he used basic blue belt fundamentals to keep a much better world class Russian champion wrestler off of him enough to use his striking to get the knockout I mean this was I mean this isn't like his biggest win for Derrick Lewis but it's a big win and now it sets up him and Curtis Blades. He called Curtis Blade out, Curtis Blades accepted, Dana White's like, Yes. So those two are gonna fight soon.
0: That's gonna because, be a train wreck.
1: Because just so people understand, next Sat this Saturday, we have the fight for the see who is the baddest, you know, man on the planet with Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic in their trilogy, and most of you, you know, if you're big UFC guys, if you're not, if you're just YouTube jitsu guys listening to us, both these guys, this is their last fight. DC was going to retire last year, and decided he wanted he wanted, he was hoping to fight John Jones this year. That was his plan. He was going to fight John Jones one more time and then retire, but he's going to fight John Jones at heavyweight. Well, John Jones is doing his John Jones stuff. You know, John Jones. Jones. chasing hookers. Just saying. Please don't hit me. Uh, (laughs) Love you, John. Uh, So that didn't happen. So his only other loss besides John Jones is to Stipe Miocic. Stipe was, from all practical purposes, he kind of retired after winning the title back from Daniel Cormier. He had to have surgery. He took a long time out. The UFC was like, "Dude, are you going to fight or not? You have the title. If you know, we got to know so we know what to do." And it looked, it looked like he, Stipe was going to retire. And he's like, "Dude, I'm, I'm just not really wanting to fight again." And then for some reason, him and DC started jawing back and forth. And they said, you know, decided, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna do this—a trilogy. You know, we'll see who, who walks out with the title at the end and both men are probably going to retire Saturday night and then you're going to have Francis Ngannou fight somebody for the vacant title and then he'll probably fight the winner of Derrick Lewis and Curtis Blades next. That'll be your next challenger to the newly crowned King Ngannou because I think Ngannou's going to probably be the heavyweight champion for a while. He's been working on his uh, takedown defense because Stipe beat him because he just t- took him down and controlled him. And Ngannou and couldn't get back up at all. And I think that's going to be the thing. If an Ngannou can keep the fight on the gr- on the standing, he'll probably knock out 99% of the heavyweights.
0: Ngannou in- is Big. He's got a lot of power in that right hand. He went on a tear yep. through the lower ranks. And the, the problem when he when he ran up against Stipe is he just hadn't met anybody of Stipe's caliber with the wrestling ability that Stipe has. And, everybody, and the chin. And the, oh, and the chin. Yeah, because ha- most of those shots that Stipe took yeah. from Ngannou would have put... Anybody else in the roster out. And everybody talks about DC's wrestling ability. CBay is no slouch. Yeah. He's a legit D- Division I wrestler Cle- as well.
1: I like Dick Cleveland State or something? Did yeah. he like rest- wrestle Cl- at Cleveland State, I believe? I mean, this is a guy who's a world champion in the UFC, but he still f- is a firefighter. He still pulls shifts at the fire department
0: and that was part of the problem with him getting together with dc for this fight was he was on active duty because of the pandemic and the ufc said hey we want you to fight and uh stipe said i want to fight but i've got other
1: commitments right now that take precedent and that was his duty at the fire station he he put he put his community first above himself which is honorable and I don't know, if, we, if I can find the picture again, I'll have to, uh, we'll put it on... It's just the dad bod one? Yeah. when Someone put a picture up and said no one, will be, no, no one will believe that these two men are fighting to be crowned the baddest motherfucker on the planet. You got Stevie Miochik wearing... A belly shirt. A belly shirt and, and, and Daisy Dukes and a weird looking little bandana and Daniel Cormier with a dad bod in the water. And these two guys will murk 99.5 percent of the population looking like that. Well, and they're not going to look like that when they
0: no when they well, get C- to the C-
1: Cormier,
0: he's always a little soft. He,
1: he but well, but I don't, I would never call it soft. He's got a little bit of dad bod. He looks. Soft. He's got a dad bod. I yeah. mean, that's all it is. He's you know 40 some years old. He's not running around with abs. He's like Fedor. Fedor never was ripped. No. Ever. No. Fedor took his t-shirt off and he was dad bod. But he would send you to the next galaxy.
0: Who's this chubby Russian? What the hell?
1: This dude would just... And he had cardio forever. Even now in his 40s, his cardio is still good. Chin, not so much. But... When you fight as much as Fedor has... He's taken a lot of been in the wars Fedor has, sometimes that shot will put you... I mean, look at Alex Rovering. I mean, that that guy is still in top shape, top form. He's not that old, but he's been in so many war, wars from pride and glory. I mean, he... Uh, Won the Grand Prix, fought, what, like six times in a night.
0: Yeah, for the the Glory Grand Prix. Yeah, the K-1. K-1. K1, That's right, I'm sorry. K-1
1: Grand Prix. I mean, he fought like six times in a night. I mean, he's taking so much damage that every once in a while, he's going to take that shot to his face that's going to put him out. Rogan went back, and um, he and Jamie,
0: his his producer, were talking about this, and they went back and looked, and – Overeem has more combined knockout losses across mixed martial arts and kickboxing than anyone else. And uh, I think he, got, he had been knocked out like 17 times. And these or, are
1: brutal knockouts. Yeah, these are real knockouts. Oh, yeah. These aren't, Yeah, this isn't a referee stoppage. Because you were taking damage. This is legit. Eyes rolled up. You went to you went on the magic carpet ride.
0: This is Rock'em Sock'em Robots yes. where his head went up on the ratchet. His mm-hmm. corner had to push his head back down before he could go out of the ring. ring. So, yeah, Overeem's losses are no joke. Uh, his knockout losses are no joke. Um,
1: so, anyway. Got anything else for the UFC? Uh, just this week coming up, I mean, you've got... Like I just said, you have D.C. Stiepy Miochik. This is probably their last hurrah. So if you're interested, you know, if you want a good fight to watch, that'll be it. Also, on that card, on the main card, you got Shane O'Malley versus Marlon... Sugar Shane versus Marlon Vera. That'll be good. Uh, I'm not sure if he... You know, Marlon Vera is no one to joke about. I mean, this legit veteran... If anybody can put derail O'Malley right now, it could be Vera. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, Junior DeSanto's first fighting fighting Rosenstruck. Somebody's getting knocked out. Yeah, that's and it's gonna probably going to be, be DeSanto's. I'm just saying. Uh, John Dobson's coming back to fight. Uh, I liked him. Yeah, he's he's got a fight. Uh, Ashley Yoder, she's finally hmm. coming back from uh, injury. Uh Felice Herrick, who we haven't seen in a minute. She's coming back to fight. Little Bulldog. This is all, all I mean they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven on the main card.
0: It's gonna be a good show.
1: And you've got uh Gilbert Burns' little brother fighting as well. So you know, that'll be good. But alright, you know. Also, before we forget, we talked about it, Mike Tyson fighting. His fight has been postponed from September to November 28th due to uh, him and Roy Jones' camps both disagreeing with the idea that veterans of their status were going to be forced to wear headgear, use 18-ounce gloves, and at the first sign of blood, the fight was over. And they both said no that they were, that's, that that's not what they're, this is an exhibition fight, not a sparring session. That they were still legitimately wanting to fight fight. So I do believe they're probably going to find a new venue where uh, they ain't got to worry about that. Maybe Fight Island,
0: just saying. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. We're going to try to figure out a way to uh, stream it here at the gym with some of our fellow gym mates, and we'll probably do a live episode that may only stay up for a short period yeah. of time, depending on how excited and inebriated we get that night.
1: Yes, yes. It could be one of those ones where it's up for one day, we realize what we said, and it's gone. Yeah. So, anyway, so
0: those were the fights. Um, we've got some jiu-jitsu stuff to talk about, but we'll get to that in just a minute. We'll be right back. And we're back. Okay, so on the Sipping Separately show last week, Jerry brought up a good point about the differences between training hurt and training injured, and I wanted to expand on that just a little bit and talk to our beginning jiu-jitsu or our new jiu-jitsu practitioners who may be listening on a couple of ways to avoid getting injured. Or what to do if you do get injured, uh, and how to deal with those situations. So, the first thing in uh, in not getting injured is not being afraid to say no, especially to training partners or uh, positions that you're uncomfortable in. Um, you know, if you're training with a a partner and you get trained and you get partnered up with them, and they are being you know, too aggressive or you just don't feel comfortable with them don't ever be afraid to say hey man i'm not feeling this tonight and you know move off and, and work with another partner or ask to be to be changed up um you know don't don't worry about offending anybody because just sometimes you have off nights and you, know, you don't want to train with somebody there's nothing wrong with protecting yourself and saying i don't feel comfortable training with you um, this is especially important with visiting or new students if you've got a visitor from another from another school or you've got a, a new student in that you know they haven't you know got their legs under them yet and they haven't quite figured out gym etiquette and they're being a little aggressive you know saying no to training with that person there is nothing wrong with it yeah um, you know that's Honestly, that's when I when I blew out my knee. That's how it happened. I got I got partnered up with a a visitor to the school who was being a little bit more aggressive than he should have been, and he accidentally blew my knee out. Um, So don't ever be afraid to say no and and ask to be partnered up with somebody else.
1: Like like I said last week, Jujitsu is a a martial art and a activity that we can do in our seventies and eighties. I mean you can do this forever but you have to take care of your body because you can't replace that. I mean you start having your knees redone, your back done, your shoulders done. I mean you're, you're looking at time off the mat and that's a lot, of, a lot of work to do. And then you get that do I want to come back if I'm always getting hurt. So like Scott just said, if you don't feel comfortable with somebody, someone's getting too aggressive, someone's not, you know, you don't trust them when you say, hey man, I just wanna roll light. Say no, I don't wanna roll. If you're at a good gym, your coach will be like, that will tell you that's the right thing to do. We do it here. There's nice, we're like, no nah, I'm not rolling with that guy tonight, I'm sore, and it's gonna be a war. He's not gonna understand the term light yeah and so jerry leads into the next point is also
0: pick good partners um pick partners that you can trust that you know understand you and will listen when you say hey man my shoulder's jacked up you know try not to go for kamoras or you know my knee's a little jacked up leave my my left knee alone pick good partners and when the the Reciprocal comes around. It's your chance to, to be a good partner. Be a good partner for your other team members when they say, hey, man, I just want to roll light or you know, don't mess with my ankle. You know, be a good partner and pick good partners. That'll go a long way to you know, making sure that you're safe and that you stay healthy for a long time. Yeah. Um, also, be sure that you're getting enough rest. And that your your nutrition is is right. Um, you know, one of the challenges that that I had when I first started was I flat out wasn't eating enough. You know, I was putting in I was putting in you know three classes a week and I was working full time, and I just wasn't eating enough. My nutrition was not where it needed to be, and I was dragging in here and gassing out halfway through um, halfway through rolling at the end of class, and I was just done. And, you know, when you get tired, you start making mistakes. Yep. So, you know, make sure that, that you're getting enough rest, your nutrition's on point, and you're taking good care of yourself. Like Jerry said, you can do jiu-jitsu for a long, long time if you take care of yourself. You know, Elio was in his 80s, and he was still doing jiu-jitsu, was still kicking, you know, younger guys' rear ends, so... Make sure your, your nutrition is in order and, and you're getting enough rest because this is a, a very strenuous activity. Um, so pick good partners, stay away from the, the scary guy, and um, make sure your nutrition and your rest is is, on,
1: uh, is is proper. Always remember when you leave your gym at night, you're not getting a trophy if you get a submission. So, the, the idea of going after the baddest guy on the mat that night to prove a point when you're already hurt and you can, in, being hurt is one thing, but being hurt can lead to an injury. If you've already got, you know, a, a sore shoulder, a sprained knee, because you, you know, went, went out a little hard, that can go from being a sprain to a tear if you go too hard. Again, you're not walking out the door with a trophy from jujitsu class just because you got a tap. No one's going to remember. No one's going to care. You're not going to go out here and be like, yeah, I got five submissions tonight. Yeah, who cares? You know? Do it again. Or come back next week. We'll we'll do it again. We're going to do it tomorrow. We'll do it again. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it helps build your confidence a little bit. But you hurting yourself... Because you're already sore and you're going after you know that 19-year-old savage because you think you need to prove a point. And you end up going from hurt to injured. Yeah, not smart. And the
0: difference between being hurt and being injured is, is a pretty big one like mm-hmm. Jerry talked about last week on, on his portion of the show. You know, hurt is something that you can deal with and work through. Injured is something that you legitimately need to go to the doctor for. If you're walking out of the gym and you're a little sore, you wake up the next morning and you're a little stiff and you're a little sore, you're not injured, you're hurt. Or that's just actually normal for guys over 40. Yes, that's our life. Yeah, we we sound like a box of Rice Krispies when we get out of bed in the morning. That's kind of normal. But, you know, if it's anybody who's lifted weights uh, on a regular basis knows the difference between being injured and being hurt or being sore, right? Sore is not injured. Injured is there's a big popping sound in your knee or your shoulder, and it swells up, and it hurts really, really bad, and it hurts that way for a long time. Um, and that's when you need to go see the doctor. You know, Hurt or sore is, okay, yeah, my shoulder's a little tweaked, and I got to be a little careful with it, but within a day or two, the pain resolves, or at least it gets a lot better. You know, that's something that you can continue to train with. But if you are legitimately injured, go to the doctor. Yeah. Uh, because it's not going to get better on its own. Um, and if you want to get back to the match, you need to figure out what happened and figure out what you need to do to fix it to get back to the mat as soon as you can. If you do get injured, go to the doctor. But try to keep your head in the game and still come to class. Yes. There's a lot of stuff you can do if you're injured, legitimately injured, to stay together with the team and continue to learn. You can come to class, you can you know maybe you can just drill, maybe you can just do the warm-ups and not roll. Um, if nothing else, you can come to come to class and sit on the side of the mats and take notes. Yep. Um, just because you're injured and you can't participate a hundred percent Figure out what level
1: you can participate on and participate on that level. Oh, yeah. Because, see, staying involved keeps you involved. It's when, if you're injured and you require time off or really bad injury and you need surgery, staying away from your gym is the worst thing for you because, one, you're going to get depressed. You're going to get so sad. You're going to miss your gym. But when you are healed, you're less likely to actually go back to that gym because, you've been away for you know six weeks nine weeks 12 weeks you know four or five six months you get out of the habit a lot of people don't come back so if you stay in the habit of going to class even if you're just sitting there watching and taking notes you should be surprised what you will learn just taking notes and watching and then when it's time to step back on the mat your game's better because you've been paying attention and you've learned the little things yep so that's, that's basically all I've got on, on injured versus
0: hurt. You know, if it's little things, you can figure out how to train through them. Be careful, pick good partners. Don't be afraid to say no. Make sure your nutrition, your rest and recovery is, is on tap. And then if you do get injured, go to the doctor, try to stay engaged with your team and keep your head in the game. Um, so. That's what we got for that. That was a, just a little exposition on what Jerry had last week in, uh, in his portion of the show. So, Jerry's Brother Jerry's got something for us this evening that he wants to talk about. That I think is going to be a really uh, good topic uh, of discussion. So, Jerry, what do you have for the, the family tonight?
1: Well, like, and this goes right off what Scott was just talking about, about getting rest, your nutrition, um, being present. You know, I want to talk about self-discipline dis- and personal motivation. Because all of us, me included, this is as much about me personally as it is about anybody listening or Scott. Self-discipline and personal motivation is one of the hardest things to contend with. Self-discipline, that getting up in the morning for that workout before you go to work. That eating right Not grabbing that Pop-Tart in the morning. Instead, you know, eating healthy. Trying to get something good. Eating a good lunch. Instead of eating a cheeseburger from McDonald's or any place else. Getting your exercise in. Trying to get at least six hours of sleep. I mean, people say, you always hear the doctor saying eight or nine. Six. If you can get six good hours... Most doctors say yes, yeah, six is what most adults need to function. I mean, there's guys out there that get all you know, four hours, five hours are good to go. If I can get a good five hours, I normally function pretty well the next day, but six hours, I'm good to go. Uh, but it's hard to be self disciplined. I mean, this past weekend at my house, you know, it was hard. For me not to, when I I had to stop at the store for my wife, not to get that beer. I looked and had to talk myself out of buying beer. Because beer, even though I enjoy it, right now because of the fact that we don't roll in here. And our uh, classes aren't as strenuous as they used to be. I don't need those added calories. And beer, my friends, has a lot of calories. Even if you get the low carb, low calorie stuff, that's still 100 calories or more a bottle. And it don't take much to get way over what you're supposed to have every day. And typically if you're drinking them beers, you're eating potato chips and other things, and that's a whole nother problem. But but I found my discipline. Instead of buying the beer, I bought low calorie, no sugar added, orange juice. No, it's not the same thing, but it's healthy and i was proud of myself cuz i didn't buy the beer i didn't buy the soda sodas are not our friend not only are they no. have, are they empty calories and a lot of sugar but just the crap in them is not good for you it is not good for you i mean i'm not going to lecture you i am not some kind of specimen to look at i have a dad bod i am the example of what a dad bod is i'm 43 years old you know, my doctor's ha- happy with the way I am, but I'd be happy if I lost 20 pounds. And I'm working at it. And then, personal motivation. They seem like they're the same thing, self-discipline, personal motivation, but they're a little different. Discipline is, like I said, buying the orange juice instead of the beer. Eating oatmeal without junk in it instead of pop-tarts uh it's getting up 20 minutes 30 minutes before you normally do to do push-ups sit-ups you know crunches just do you know doing little things squats you know most people think you have to do less just dynamic workout every day you get up in the morning stretch do 50 push-ups 50 body weight squats 50 crunches you're good to go i mean 50 of each is pretty good for your body every, and it's every day. It's a com- little commitment. Personal motivation is a little different because that's that part of your body, your brain that kicks in and says, "Hey, man, let's get this done. We don't need to look at somebody else because no matter how much somebody else tries to motivate you, whether it's Jocko Wilnick, God love him, he's my hero. He putting, he getting up every morning, taking a picture of his fun, of his uh, watch at four 30. And then taking a picture of what he calls the aftermath of all the sweat and stuff when he's done his workout. Yeah, that's awesome to see, but it can't motivate you. Only you can motivate you. Only you. I mean, there's some guys out here I mean, that say great things that are inspiring, but you still got to be the one that might get yourself up in the morning to do it, or after you go to work or after school. You know, in the evening, say, well, I need to go run. I got to get this workout in. I got to go to class. I mean, there's days I work 11 or 12 hours a day. You know, I work in a automotive industry. I'm in a warehouse with no AC. There's days it's 100 and some degrees in that warehouse. I'm in there 12 hours a day on my feet. It takes a whole lot of motivation, personal motivation, to come into this class afterwards. But I do it because I need
0: to. Motivation is a great thing, um, but discipline is what carries you through when motivation
1: fails. Exactly.
0: Motivation is fleeting. You know, it's a motivation. Motivation is an emotion. Discipline is an action, um, and, and you know, this might. Sound a little contrary to, to what Jerry says. Jerry and I agree on on this mostly, but discipline is what carries you through when motivation fails.
1: Discipline is the habit; motivation is the emotion. We're not. There's no disagreement because, like I said, that's two separate things. Motivation will get yeah. you started. Discipline will keep, keep you doing it. Yeah, and the the discipline is what's gonna yeah.
0: get you out of bed. After Jerry's worked a you know fourteen hour shift and he gets four hours of sleep, he doesn't get his five or six. He gets that 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 three and a half or four, but he still gets out of bed and does his workout and comes to
1: class. That's where discipline comes in. So you gotta have both. Yes. See, so motive. Like I said, motivation is you know people, and I I see a lot on social media because. Social media is everywhere. You see these people who are, and they call themselves mo- personal motivators. I will help you get motivated. And they'll talk this great stuff, and you be like, yeah, for five seconds. And then it comes time to do that work the next day, and you're like, man, uh, I, th- I ate too much last night, or I didn't sleep very well, or this happened, or that happened, I'm not getting up today. Well, that's when the discipline kicks in. It says, get your ass out of bed. Yep. It doesn't matter how you slept. Get up. You don't need five because I tell you what, man. Five minutes more ain't gonna make a, ain't gonna make a lick of difference on your sleep. But that five minutes will get you going, you know, get you fired up and get your workout in. Uh, we're gonna start. We're we're uh, announcing tonight, from the, you know, coincide with our tenth episode, which is a milestone to us. I mean, there's. Guys out there doing their thousands, their 3,000th, you know, podcast. This is our 10th, but this is our 10th podcast where we're doing this out of the love of what we're talking about, out out of our commitment as, you know, brothers to want to help other people follow the path into jujitsu. That, uh, you know, I mean, we're not getting paid for this. We're doing this on our own time. Uh, we're not, you know, we're we're taking time out after class when we could be home with our families to to do this because we want we enjoy we love this at this the jiu-jitsu we love the mismock Arts world uh, we're you know brothers from a different mother and you know we're down to be together anyway so drink a little whiskey talking to you people is great and we i mean it's an honor so Truly. an honor our 10th episode we're gonna go ahead and launch some our social media pages for probably the next day or two uh, be same as the podcast I hope no one has stolen it yet but it's you know we will Scott will link it to uh, once we get it up and running he'll link it to I'll the put podcast it in the show notes yep so you can find it uh, we will shout it out when we you know post this out to to our personal social media and I I bring it up. Not only, you know, because we're launching it, but I'm going to start mentioning every morning when I get up and I do my workout. You know, that, hey, you know, I'm up and I'm at it. Not to try to motivate you, not to say, hey, man, if I'm doing it, you should do it. But to show you that I'm a man of what I say. That if I'm sitting here saying, motivate yourself yourself. And then find your personal discipline, you know, because that's what I'm doing. Maybe it'll help somebody. Be like, man, you know, if Jerry can do it, I can do it, because I'm not some athletic, you know, guy. I'm not the most talented, but I work hard. I will outwork most people. We get young guys in this, in that come and visit class all the time. Back in the days when we could roll. Many a young men found out that, you know, these gray hairs, I don't, I don't quit. And I would gas them out and they'd be exhausted. They'd roll one time go home. I mean, we used to laugh. <laughs> Some of the purple belts and us blue belts and stuff, we would be laughing at the end of the night closer to 9 o'clock because all that would be left is the order, guys. And Liz. Yeah, don't leave her out. Liz, Liz, Liz was always rolling with us. I mean, so shout out to Liz, Blue Belt herself. Remember the Blue Belt Mafia? Blue Belt Mafia. But we w- it was funny because all these younger cats would roll once, maybe twice throughout the door. And us older guys, we'd be rolling five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. And then we would do an advanced class for another hour. We would do more stuff. So, but maybe if you see, hey, you know, He's getting up early and getting after it. Maybe I can too, and I can adjust. And then you'll find your own reason to be motivated. Because I have my own reasons. And find your discipline. When I joined the Marine Corps, many, many moons ago, I was in 3rd Battalion, Paris Island. Our motto is spirit and discipline. Nice. Drill instructor used to tell us that we might not be smart, but we're going to be strong and they meant it we we did a whole lot of uh working out i tell you what did a whole lot of push-ups and a whole lot of mountain climbers but that instilled way back then when i was 18 years old a discipline that i lose every i admit i have lost and then I have to find it back, and it's hard. The struggle's real. We talked about it early on the podcast in the early first few episodes about how hard it was with the coronavirus and the fact that I went to drink and binge. I mean, Scott talked about his personal things too. I mean, I was eating junk, drinking, and I wasn't working out. And I put weight on, and I got lazy. I was still working, but I really wasn't doing anything else. And then I found my personal discipline and I'm back at it. This, you know, Sunday, I had a bunch of stuff to do around my house. I had stuff to do, you know, elsewhere, had errands to run, but I still found time to do a five mile run. Even though it was 90 degrees and my wife thought I was crazy, got a five mile run in because I needed it. And it was easy. You know, once you get started, uh, The Rock. You know, everybody knows who the Rock is. His, he has probably, it sounds simple, but some of the best advice about you know people about getting back into working out because he's he's a big weightlifter. I mean, the guy's all you know, physique is phenomenal. I mean, the dude is jacked. I mean, the dude is phenomenal. I mean, he's in his forties too. I mean, but he's phenomenal shape. And people asked him about taking a layoff and getting back. And literally, the best advice he gave was, it all starts with the first rep. Once you get the first one in, it comes back to you. And that's, you know, so we're talking about discipline. If you already have an inner foundation of discipline, finding that fire again, finding that spark, will reignite your discipline. We'll get you going again. It is hard to start.
0: I mean. But just start. Yeah. And it doesn't, have to be a, it doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to go knock out, you know, start a CrossFit class and go do the workout of the day. Like Jerry said, get up a little early, do some push-ups, do some bodyweight squats, do some setups, And then the next week, do a little bit more.
1: Add five.
0: Add five. Start. Next week, add five more. It doesn't have to be huge. Um, you know, your, your starting point doesn't have to be this this huge momentous undertaking. Just start somewhere and build on that foundation. We talk a lot about Jocko. Um, he's a you know he's a, a jiu-jitsu evangelist yes. and he's one of our heroes, both Jerry and I. And he's got a a saying that's discipline equals freedom. Yes. And the more that I implement. Discipline in my life. The more I understand the the true depths of the the true depth of meaning uh, in in that that motto. Discipline equals freedom.
1: It is the discipline that I'm thinking um, we're, that we're speaking of. Me and Scott right now, and Jocko, and all these other guys that have fallen you know, that have that have that inner discipline. It it doesn't doesn't only Pertain to working out and eating right and stuff like that. It pertains to your work life. My my personal discipline and now that I'm you know into jujitsu going on four years and everything else, my work life is better because I can handle the stress of day to day chaos and let for the most part let it roll off my back because I have that personal discipline to know that this. Does not shape me. I also have the discipline enough to know when I walk out the door at my job, I don't take my job with me beyond that. And the point, what I'm saying is, I don't take it home with me. I don't take the stress home with me because stress from work, from school, it can kill. You're in inner fire and it can kill you it can kill your relationships because you take that stuff home yeah. discipline in your everything will keep will will teach you a path and a way to not a lot you know not let it fa- affect you I didn't sound real good i'm not you know an english major i'm like jocko God love him. I mean, the dude went to college to be an English, ma- you know, an English major. I mean, the guy waxes on poetically about Shakespeare, and he's a retired Navy SEAL, legit, you know, badass. But he is very educated. He's very, very well spoken. He says this stuff better than I do.
0: Well, and the yeah, you know, the the thing you just mentioned about not taking stress home uh, from work—that's another. Benefit of jiu-jitsu. Yes. Right? I mean, we we, we talked about it on, the, I think, the first or the second episode where if you can find something for yourself that is an outlet, it'll make you better in other aspects of your life. And that's one of the benefits of jiu-jitsu is it's somewhere, and I like Jerry, I've got a pretty stressful job um, that... Keeps me up all hours of the night and, you know, it, it always seems to follow me around. Yep. But, but when I come to jiu-jitsu, that is an hour and a half to two and a half hours, a couple times a week, that I can legitimately turn my brain off of work and concentrate on something else that I love and I enjoy. And for those, you know, that that hour and a half to two and a half hours, I am not thinking about work. I am not worrying about what's going on at home. I am doing something that I love and my brain is completely focused on that. And that is the most refreshing thing in the world. Yes. And I don't know if anybody else I don't know I'm sure there are other hobbies or sports that you can that can give you that that sensation of totally losing yourself in it for a period of time but I haven't found it besides Jiu Jitsu I've got other hobbies you know even just doing chores around the house you know cleaning the house cleaning the barn my brain is still spinning in the background right I'm thinking about other things while I'm doing that hobby yes I can't think about anything else other than Jiu Jitsu when I'm doing jujitsu. because if I think of something else Jerry's choking my ass out
1: Yeah, if if yeah, if you let your mind wonder when you're on the mats, you're going to be tapping really fast or you're taking a magic carpet ride. Yep. And you're going to wake up with us holding your feet up above your head saying, hey, man, you all right? <laughs> you good? You good, brother? Sorry yep. about that. You didn't tap.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> discipline, it, motivation is what gets you started. Discipline
1: is what keeps it's you going tough. through the rough times. Um, but you need that. That's why I brought them both up together. Because you do need the. Personally motivate yourself to get going to build up that discipline. Because saying I have discipline is not going to get you started. It takes a spark or something. It takes a reason. We all have a personal reasons. We all have our inner turmoils or inner demons that say, man, this is what I need to do. And I tell you what, there's nothing like jiu-jitsu. There's nothing like a good workout, but there's nothing like jiu-jitsu to exercise some of them demons, man. Because not only will it build confidence, but it's refreshing. Your brain leaves all the stress at the door. You come in with you know, your tribe, you get your you know, ass on the mat and you get it done. And then you're laughing and you're happy when you leave. The best nights I sleep were after a hard class. When we were pre- you know, preparing for our blue belts, those were some of my best night's sleep because I would leave here at like 10 o'clock. We would start at 6. We would do a class. We would roll. We would do an advanced class. And then we would go over the blue belt test. Yep. And we would leave here at 10 o'clock. I'd go home, get a shower, sleep for three or four hours, and I'd wake up happy because I put the work in for a reason and I slept soundly. I think that would be a good
0: episode for us to do um, in the future is a – Is an episode on a tester's perspective on getting ready for a test, and then the corresponding uki's perspective, yes. the the different responsibilities of what what an uki's responsibility is, and then what uh, you know the tester's responsibility
1: is, yes. and how those two work together. I think that would be a good episode. And we should also start a tradition that if you're testing and you have a really good uki, you should give them a gift. I agree with that 100%. Gifts are good. Gifts are awesome. Especially, I gave my uki a really nice bottle of whiskey. Yes, you did.
0: And it disappeared very quickly. Because, because I me.
1: take care of my ookies because he took care of me and made me famous. Cheers. Cheers. So, you got anything else, Jerry, on discipline? Uh, like I said, discipline is a hard thing. I learned, I thought I had discipline until I joined the Marine Corps. And I found it really quickly, I had none. I wrestled... I played some football. I did the odds and ends. I thought I was tough till I went to boot camp, and I found out no, I was not. But I was broken down, reshaped, and even now in my 40s, you know, a long time has passed since those days. I still can lean back on those days and find that inner discipline, and. I'm finding that I'm leaning on it now more than ever because of everything going on in the world. I'm finding that I need my personal discipline, my personal motivation. I love watching social media. There's a lot of guys I follow that are amazing with the things they say, and yeah, it gives me a spark. But I still got to have the fuel to get that fire burning. Like you know, we're basically we're trying to break it down is. Find your personal motivation to get you going and get it going till you build up that discipline to stay going. That's the hardest part. And you're going to fail. We all fail. Everybody fails. I mean, there's guys out there. I mean, Jocko would talk about failing. I mean, any of y'all want to, if you don't listen to Jocko, look him up on YouTube, put in Jocko and good. And just watch his little—it's like a three-minute minute video, video of him talking to the camera, and he's telling a story, and it's just him saying good, and it's all these problems that you would think are a problem, and he's like good. So this happened good, so that got delayed good. You can always find the good because, like he, you know, he talks about because it builds discipline. I mean, he's.
0: Just because something bad happens, something good's going to come out of it. Yeah, it,
1: be, it leads to something good. Uh, I mean, you, you'll you see social media. Well, I got divorced. I lost 150 pounds after I had my divorce because of this and that. Great. Find your discipline before you go through that brutal divorce, man, because divorces suck. I've had one. Don't want to do it again. Uh, I love my wife and... You know, she, she loves me and tolerates me and keeps me alive. So I'm assuming that's a good thing. She hasn't let me die, die yet of my own stupidity. When people ask her how the kids are, she says, which one? And we only have one. Apparently I'm her oldest. (laughs) But that's another story for another time, people. Yep. We, we do appreciate everybody who listens. We are going to start a social media and we would really love to hear from you. Yep. Uh. Just where you're listening from, what you like, what you don't like. Suggestions of stuff
0: you'd like us to pontificate on. Yes. Um, we're, we're trying to keep it, you know, on our knowledge level. We're not going to, you know, give you the breakdown of the bar- the proper way to do a barambolo or, you know, a flying, you know, reverse monkey flip triangle thingy. But, um, you know, Jerry and I have got some experience in the world, and, uh, you know, we'd, we'd like to, to help any of our listeners out if we can, or just if there's something silly you want us to pontificate on, we'd be more than happy to do that as
1: well. I do like, a, I do like to rant occasionally. So if you want to hear me rant, give Didn't me a noticed. topic. I'll, I'll rant. Uh, Another announcement that,
0: um, that, that we're going to make tonight. Yes. We're on episode 10, and we had talked about this on the first episode, but we're going to start having on guests. Um, our first guest is going to be on the podcast next week. It is going to be Matt Warner, who is one of our purple belts here at Total Defense Martial Arts in Stanton, Virginia. He is one of our coaches. He's yep. our main kids coach. He was one of my first training partners. Mine too. When okay, Jerry and I both are our first training partner when uh, when we started uh, jujitsu here at mixed martial at um, Total Defense. Uh, martial arts in, uh, in Stanton. And, uh, so we're going to have him on the podcast next week. Um, Matt's a really interesting guy. He's, um, in addition to his day job, he is also an award winning horror, uh, writer. Very, yep. Yeah. a very, very talented author. So Matt's gonna, gonna bring, um, some, uh, you know, a lot of experience, uh, from the jiu-jitsu standpoint, being an instructor, um, he's going to talk a little bit about, you know, his writing, you know, how he got into that. And we're going to have a pretty broad, you know, wide-ranging discussion with Matt. So we're really excited to to have Matt on as our first guest. Yes. And we're going to do, you know, probably a guest a month. We're going to start out with um, some folks here uh, at the gym. You know, we're still trying to get our head coach, Brian Rose, on. He's... Uh, He's a little camera slash microphone shy, but we're gonna continue to to ply him with various threats, bribes, treats, try to get him on. Um, we're gonna have eventually we're gonna have Dwayne Rumsfeld on. Yes, uh, Chokey Smurf, one of our uh, our black belts from the mothership at Hybrid Mixed Martial uh, at Hybrid Martial Arts in uh, in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, we're gonna have him on. We've got um another one of our our team members, um, Cody, who has done some uh, some cage fights and some mixed martial arts fights, uh, which is a perspective that that most of our team teammates don't have, but Cody has. Um he'll be the next uh he'll be the next guest after Matt. And we've got some other I've got some other guests in the wings that I think will be entertaining. Um, on down the line um, that I think that some of the more social media savvy um, listeners are, are going to recognize. So um, Matt will be on next week. We'll have another bottle of whiskey. Um, we're we're going to be, we'll announce this up front. We're going to be drinking Maker's Mark Maker's next week. Mark. That is that is Matt's uh, preferred whiskey. And that's that's going to be the theme. If we have a guest on, we're going to have whatever whiskey they enjoy the most. And if they don't have a whiskey they enjoy, it's going to be dealer's choice, and they're going to have to drink what we're
1: drinking that night. So... Sounds fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Matt's a, Matt's a very intelligent guy. He's, uh, he was one of the first... When I f- first started class, I worked with him. He showed me the basics. Uh, I worked with him a lot when I first started. Uh, he was one of the first guys I rolled more often than not with when I was a, allowed to roll. I either rolled with him, our head instructor, Brian, or Kevin. And it was, you know, I learned a lot. And Matt has progressed. It's cool watching Matt progress from a blue belt to the purple belt. Wow, you know, I became a blue belt. And I will say, a lot of what I learned, and he put a lot of his time, even though he was studying for the purple belt test, he put a lot of time in with me, and my other the other guys and girl that were testing for the blue belt, he put a lot of his time in with us, too, to help us. So Matt's a good guy, and it's an honor to have him be our first guest. Yeah. I do believe you will enjoy listening to him, and it might bring a little uh, it, c- civility to this podcast.
0: Depends on how much whiskey we eat. Maybe
1: get. character. Yeah,
0: uh, character for sure. Um, but, yeah, so that's the announcement. We're, we're going to have Purple Belt uh, Matt Warner on next week. Uh, we'll be drinking Maker's Mark. And, as always, we want to thank uh, the team at um, Total Defense Martial Arts in Stanton. We haven't mentioned them in the last couple episodes. Yeah. They're our home base. They are our team. They're our family. So, thanks to Brian Rose and all the rest of the teammates uh, at Total Defense we're looking forward to getting past the the stalemate we're at with COVID right now and getting back to normal. Um, we're still doing our fitness classes. We're still accepting new members. So yes. if you're in the central Shenandoah Valley area, ranging anywhere from Harrisonburg, you know, all the way up to the, the Roanoke area, we'd love to have you. The first week's free. I'll put Uh, the link to the uh, Jim's webpage in the show notes uh, for you to to reference if you're interested. But we would love to see you. Please come by. And um, I think that's all we got for the night. Jerry, you got anything
1: else? No, that's it for the night.
0: All right, man. So you've been listening to Rolling Rocks Radio, episode 10. He is Jerry Armitrout. I am Scott Barker. And we're out. Bye. The music from tonight's episode was But I Am Shafts of Light by Maya from their album, Wailing Village.